happy monday happy monday happy monday everyone thank you so much for tuning into another episode on the charity movement podcast i'm so excited for this week's episode because it has been something that i've really been evaluating and meditating on and really looking in the word of god for scriptures about this and as you can tell by the title of this episode we will be talking about bitterness and how you cannot survive being bitter and how you don't have the time to be bitter sis okay so last week we talked about how growing hurts the act of growing is very painful for most of us especially those of us that have been in this thing for a while or even if you've just come into the knowledge of the truth and you are attempting to live a righteous life for Jesus Christ okay it is difficult when you have to take apart everything that you've learned wrong everything that you know that have been in error in order to get right with the Lord so it's basically like you stripping off everything that is bad and putting on all that is good just a little bit of recap from last week I think about how my husband and I have been working in our yard renovating some dead roots some dead flowers that we don't want and trying to lay new seed new flowers new mulch things like that and how hard it is I have a plant in my backyard and it's been there before I got I got here my my um previous owner she was an avid gardener so it's it's me learning all new things um for those that know me in real life know that I don't look like a gardener so uh, this is all new for me this is all a learning process and it is something that I'm honestly enjoying it is a slower pace for me and so I appreciate that but when I went outside and I started to try to get down to the root of the flowers that were dead I realized that there were new flowers growing with the old dead root they were literally conjoined and so if in order for me to take out the old flower that was dead that was ugly that was looking pretty bad I had to also dig up and uproot that new flower and it pained me and I was talking to my husband and I was mad because I realized this beautiful flower that looks good on the outside growing up new because it's springtime is attached to something dead therefore they both can't live and when I think about bitterness Hebrews chapter 12 talks about the root of bitterness okay this growing hurts just went straight into um this don't be bitter sis episode and I cannot believe it while I'm sitting here I am mind blown by the Lord and his intentionality for whoever needs to hear this including myself Hebrews 12 chapter 12 verses 14 and 15 says follow peace with all men holiness without which no man shall see the Lord looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled so it's a lot of things being said in this uh these two verses however i do want to highlight just verse 15 so after we've been following peace with all men after we are trying to live in holiness all that god is 
because without it, you cannot see the Lord. Now we are looking diligently. We are looking at ourselves and evaluating ourselves diligently because if we don't, then a root of bitterness can spring up out of us and it will trouble us and not just trouble us, but it will eventually defile us or cause us to be unclean or cause us to be isolated and separated from the Lord. And if we look at our lives, bitterness has been found somewhere because bitterness comes as a result of unresolved issues, unresolved problems with forgiveness, unresolved anger, unresolved trauma. All of those things cause bitterness to spring up. And once bitterness springs up, it begins to take root in something. It takes root in that pain. It takes root in the nutrients of that anger and that wrath. And that confusion sometimes, a lot of times we just have misplaced emotions. And when we allow those misplaced emotions to take root in us, now bitterness can begin to spring up. And now it will eventually trouble us. It will trouble the way that we worship. It will trouble the way that we pray. It will trouble our relationships with other people. It will trouble our ability to be an example for Jesus Christ. It will trouble us how we um, evangelize to other people because we will come from a bias and a very angry place. And for a, a lot of people, um, they don't really understand the definition of bitterness. It's not just you being old. It's not just you being pretentious. The definition is the anger or disappointment at being treated unfairly or a resentment or having hostility towards another person as a result of feeling like you've been treated unfairly so for me personally I can say in my life I have experienced being bitter and it has been from unresolved issues unresolved pain I will say even when I was single unresolved breakups it really hurt me in a lot of situations because I always put my best foot forward I always give a hundred percent of myself whether it's in the classroom whether it's in the choir whether it's doing anything I try to do my best because if I'm not going to be completely committed to it I just don't do it that's just my mentality if I'm not going to be committed to it I'm just not even going to say I'm going to do it because I just know I'm not going to put my best foot for it so when I look back over my life and I think of the moments that I was bitter I think of me not having closure to that thing and even being married and even as a mom I can remember so many times being bitter not because necessarily anybody doing anything to me, but it was because my my fellowship and communion with God was staunched because of me feeling like I was treated unfairly by him. Does that make sense? So even after going through labor and delivery with our son and dealing with the aftermath of that, which is coming back home, starting a life with the baby, nursing the baby every three hours or every two hours or every every hour depending on what he wants but um, now getting it back into the swings of cooking and cleaning and things like that while you're still trying to 
physically healing your body and mentally healing your mind of what happened to your body and trying to get closure from that. Because to be honest, when you have the birth of a life of a baby, you kind of have the death of what your life used to be without it. And a lot of women, whether you understand it or not, you mourn what that old life used to look like. Sometimes even with the awesomeness of my son being in my life, I still mourn moments that I had with my husband alone. It just was a different feeling that I had. And that's why when I talk to women and they're just married and like, oh, I want to have babies right now. Now, I don't deter them from it because I know that it is a beautiful new event in your life that it will bless you. A baby will bless you. It will be an inheritance of the Lord, the Bible says. But at the same time, there are moments that you are going to look back and say, oh, I remember when I just used to have, you know, I used to enjoy this with my husband or we just used to get up in the middle of the night and go here. But now we can't do this because we got a baby in the bed. Now we got to get him out the bed, get him dressed, get his bag ready, get his milk ready, get his snacks ready. You know, it's, it's just a different level and stage and grace that God gives for that stage. And he will prepare you and equip you for that stage. However, there are moments that if you do not allow the Holy Ghost to work in you, my God, bitterness will begin to spring up. And these are some of the signs of that bitterness springing up. You're hostile. You're always offended, especially. And it is so contrary to the word of God, because the word of God tells us, um, Great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. When you find yourself always offended, you have to get to the root of the problem. And a lot of times we go through life and we say, oh, I'm saved. So that means that I, you know, I'm not supposed to feel this way. I'm not supposed to feel this way. Okay, you're not. But now what? A lot of times we are not honest. We lie to ourselves. And the Bible talks about a liar. We cannot lie to ourselves. Forget lying to other people. You lie to yourself every day when you say, I'm okay, and you're really not. And you never get to the root of the problem. Why? Why is it so hard for us to look at ourselves and compare ourselves to the word of God and say, sis, what is my problem, though? Yeah, these are my symptoms. I'm mad at people. I don't want to be around people. I don't want to have relationships with certain people. And I say it's their fault. Well, maybe it's you. So what is the issue? And that's the conversation that I have more and more with people is, okay, yeah, yeah, this person did this. Yeah, this person did that. Yes, you feel that way. Yes, your feelings are valid. But what's the issue? What is the big problem that is deterring you from being the most productive and positive and confident person that God created you to be? And a lot of times it's the root of bitterness that takes place just like that flower outside my house that I have to dig the rest up is you you have this beautiful flower on the outside springing up and blooming it looks so good it's radiant it has a beautiful texture and color but when you look at the root it's connected to so many dead works so many dead things and don't you see it around us don't you see it around the people that we fellowship with don't you see it around the some of the friends that we have so beautiful on the outside so confident on the outside they look good they polish it up really good but it's all an act 
And if you allow God to give you discernment, you will see a lot of people just have a form. It's a form. They look good. They sing it right. They pray it right. They encourage you right. They give the right um, um, they give the right message. They have the right, you know, dialogue. They have the right hermeneutics, the homiletics. They have they have all the right things, but they have the wrong source. They have the wrong root. When you look at their lives, when you look at them behind closed doors, when they take off the facade, you see there's some ugliness there. And I'm not talking about external. I'm talking about internal. I'm talking about spiritual things. The the this verse says that we just we just talked about is this bitterness springs up and after it begins to spring up out of you now it begins to trouble you it troubles your peace you can't even sit down without thinking about the trauma that you faced you can't even go a night without feeling like you're angry at someone that hurt you from your past why are you bitter sis and a lot of us go through life and even if we're not bitter at a person a lot of times we're bitter at God because of what he allowed to happen or what he let happen and we have such a form of entitlement that we think that the word of God doesn't apply to us the Bible tells us that we will serve for persecution. The Bible tells us that in all things we have to be content because sometimes we're abased and sometimes we're bound. The Bible tells us that we have to overcome. The Bible tells us that the world is supposed to hate us because the world hated Christ Jesus. The Bible tells us that sometimes we will suffer loss. But do not be dismayed. You have to be of good courage. The Bible tells us all these things, but yet we still think that these don't these things don't apply to us when they apply to Jesus. Who do we think we are if we think that we're too important? We're too big to never be hurt. Impossible. We're too saved to ever suffer loss. Impossible. If Jesus Christ suffered, if he hurt, if he was pained, if he was betrayed, yet he never had the root of bitterness, he was betrayed. By one of his disciples. Betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver. And you're telling me. That we can have a root of bitterness. And remain stagnant for years. Years that we could have been living in our purpose. Years that we could have already been married. Having children. Years where we could have been genuinely happy. And blessed and fulfilled. But we allow bitterness to set in. And resentment. Because of unresolved issues, when we simply could have casted all of our cares upon God who cared for us and we could have been made whole. In the time that you're bitter, this could be the process of being made whole. And I'm not saying totally eliminate yourself from the pain. I'm saying that in the time that we've wasted being bitter, that could have been pivotal moments that we could have embraced what was going on with us gotten to the root of the problem and began to spiritually and emotionally and mentally dug up all of that bitterness and dealt with it in the time that we hide our sins from God that could be time that we deal with it and embrace it so that God and, and when I say embrace I'm not saying condone it when I say embrace it I mean take responsibility for it 
Say, Lord, I know I've been feeling this way. This is the honest truth. God, you know I'm bitter. You know I'm mad. Lord, I might be mad at you. And this is the way I feel, God, but this is not the way I want to feel. This is not the way I desire to be. And I need for you to fix this because if you don't fix this, God, it's not going to be fixed and I'm going to be bitter for the rest of my life and that I'm not going to be able to see you. That's what it means when it says that you're going to be defiled. Nothing unclean can be in the presence of God. So no, you're going to think he's using you, but he's not. You're going to think that you're doing his will, but you're not because the root of it all is defiled. This is why David said, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within, within us. Because a lot of us are doing things for God, but it's not in God because the spirit is wrong. We have to make sure that in everything we do, we are not bitter. And so every now and then I unload. And I said this on my Facebook and I will continue to do it so that I can encourage people, especially during this quarantine, to unload so that God can get the glory out of their lives. And he cannot get full glory out of your life when you're bitter because the root of your worship, the root of your praise, the root of your preaching, the root of your teaching, the root, the root of your intercession, the root of your consecration is going to all be in bitterness. Because while you're saying that you're doing it in the right frame of mind, you're not because your mind is double minded. And what does the Bible say about a double-minded man? They're unstable in all their ways. Just like that plant, again, that's outside of my house that I got to uproot. It's unstable because it, it has a division in the root. Half of my root is good and half the root is bad. So I got to pull it all up. I got to pull it all up so that the root now can grow fresh and it can grow good. And even if it, I have to wait for that flower to bloom next year, it's still worth it because now I have a clean start. And that's how we have to be. It pains us. It pained me to go through a stage where I had to stop being bitter. It pained me to admit that I was mad at God. It pained me. I felt so bad. But at the end of the day, I got a, a fresh start. And I was able to learn again. I was able to feel again. I was able to be emotional again. I was able to tap into the presence of God. Honestly and genuinely again. And if all of us can deliberately look at our lives, you would see. Yes, God, there are some places in me that are not fully healed and not fully made whole. And those are the places that God really, really wants to go in and fix. If you allow him to, he wants to. He doesn't want you to be bitter. He doesn't want you to be idle. His thoughts towards you are good and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. If his thoughts for you, when he formed you, were good, why are you not producing good? It could be that you're bitter. And it's not an end-all, be-all situation. You can uproot that stuff. But you have to be honest. And I find more and more. I was having a conversation with my husband. I asked him a question outside while we were working in the yard. Y'all already know, working in the yard. I asked him, why is it that we feel like it has to be one way or the other? We either have to dismantle our feelings to then feel like we can be in the spirit. Or we're completely out of the spirit. So that we can deal with these emotions. When God gave us these emotions. 
He allowed us to have emotions. He allowed us to feel infirmities and pain and happiness and joy and euphoria and all these other things. So why don't we compile that so that God can help us with both? Why don't we take ownership of both? And I told my husband, I said, well, what about Paul? Paul never disconnected himself from the things that he faced emotionally and mentally and physically. But he never, at the same time, he never allowed those things to trump his purpose spiritually. This is why you find in the, in the book of Philippians, he say, for to live is Christ and to die is gain. And how he desired to be with Christ, but he knew he had more work here. He never allowed what he was going through to determine his purpose or to determine what God spoke over him. Even when he asked God three times to remove the thorn from his side. And that thorn was hurting him. He asked three times. But then he came back and he understood that God's grace was sufficient. Why is it that we don't understand the difference between what we feel and what God said? Why do we try to disconnect ourselves from either one when it's all a part of who we are? And when we're able to maturely identify what we feel, but not allow what we feel to overcome what we what he said about us or what he said to us or what he said that we have to do or accomplish. That is when we are becoming more mature saints of God. But until then, let us always be able to reevaluate ourselves and examine ourselves to make sure we are not bitter. I hope you got something out of this. I hope you come back next week. If I sound congested, it's because I am. Um, Y'all pray for my my husband, my, my beloved, awesome husband, because he turns off the, the heat. I'm talking about air because it feel like air. It's all cold air. But <laughs> y'all pray for me. <laughs> I love you guys. I hope you got something out of this. I pray that it blessed you some way. I pray that you invite someone to listen to this. Because we all need to be better. Because the only one stopping you is you. This is the Charity Movement Podcast. I hope this blessed you again. I love you guys. See you soon.